Hey, hey. What's up? What's good? What's poppin'? I'm Anna. And I'm Ani. And welcome back to the Handprints Podcast. We are so excited that you're here joining us today for season two, episode one of the Handprints Podcast. As I said, I'm Anna Grace. And I'm Ani. And we are so excited to be co-hosting season two of the Handprints Podcast, a podcast centered on imprinting you with gospel truth so you can go forth and love your neighbor well. I don't know about you, but I am just pumped right now. We are currently in quarantine, so what better way to spend our time than talk with you guys? We Um, were not exposed to COVID. We are just in quarantine for our campus policy. Yes. So, but we just got COVID tested and we're both negative, so what's up? All right, y'all. Um, <laughs> sorry, a nice sound. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. Um, so today we're doing a little Q and A, get to know you, because um, I am new to co-hosting this. So we're just yes. gonna do a little get to know Anna and Ani, so you guys know who you're listening to. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna get started with just general information. Anna, you wanna go first? Yeah. So I'm Anna or Anna Grace. You can call me whatever you would like, AG. I'll take it all, but Mm -hmm. I'm Anna and I am an English and education major at St. Olaf College um, and I'm from Manhattan, Kansas, so in the middle of the United States. (laughs) And I'm Annika or Ani. Um, I am double majoring in psychology and religion and I'm also pursuing my education license for ESL, which is English Second Language, so I'm really excited about all of that. Um, I'm from Minnetonka, Minnesota, and I'm also on the track team here, which is really fun. Um, And then we both were going to share our Enneagrams. My Enneagram number is a four-wing three, which is the aristocrat. The four is the individualist, and the three is the achiever. And so I really value authentic relationship, deep relationship, um, but I also tend to over-romanticize as well as (laughs) (laughs) Ani's laughing, um, as well as um, sometimes I can get really deep in my feelings and kind of get stuck there and then um, not be able to get out. But then with the three, I also definitely have a competitiveness about me um, and kind of this need to um, be the most unique, which is really interesting (laughs) because the four is kind of like, oh, I'm unique and I'm different. And then the three is like, but I'm going to achieve. But it is interesting because then Ani's a three. Yeah, so my Enneagram is a three-wing two, so that is the charmer. Um, Like Anna said, the three is the achiever and the two is um, the helper. And so I am very achievement-oriented in everything that I do. Um, I'm also very... um, I, I love to control things, I love to plan things, I, all those things. Um, I, I love to do things for people um, to the best of my ability. Um, and so that's where my, there, where my two-wing comes in there. Um, I'm definitely a people pleaser. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of me. I'm very competitive. Um. Um, so we asked on our Instagram for some questions from you guys, um, and we're going to kind of answer them starting with the most lighthearted to the most deep, and then (laughs) some of these we're also going to do separate episodes about, and we were actually already planning on doing separate episodes about some of them, and we'll try and answer some of those questions. So if you asked a question and it doesn't get answered in this episode, that might be why, because we'll probably be doing a separate episode on it. So... 
Ani, yes. my first question <laughs> for you is what is your favorite song at the moment? Okay, so I know I'm going to make people angry right now because I'm not going to answer this question. Um, I, if you know me, um, music is like one of my most favorite things in probably the entire world. Mm -hmm. It is one of my most favorite things in the entire world. Um, and I just love music so much. Um, but because I love music so much, I can't pick a favorite song. Um, and like I actually struggle with this so much. I would if I could, but... Um, I mean, check out my Spotify if you want. I've got some fire playlists. She I actually, really does. I do take pride in my playlist. They have a whole aesthetic to them. Um, I love it. So, um, just go check out my Spotify. I love all music. Um, so you can wow. go look there. Anna, yeah. what about you? Um, so I have two. My first one is Come and Tear Down the Walls by Common Hymnal. Um, such a good song. Really just beautiful. Go listen to it. <laughs> and then also... Oh my gosh, Getting Ready by Maverick City Music and Upper Room so good. is the best song. I literally, when it came out, I texted Ani all of the lyrics. I wrote <laughs> them out in all caps, and she was studying for finals, I think. Yeah. And she was like, I do not care. And I was like, <laughs> I was like Ani, I'm going to play this at my wedding. <laughs> like... It's yeah. just so beautiful, which I know it's not about, like, an actual wedding, but, like, <laughs> it's about the wedding between Christ and his bride, and it is just so beautiful, um, so go listen to it. It's definitely a shout in the car kind of yeah. worship song. It starts out very, like, just, like, gentle and soft, and then it's just like, oh, so... Ooh. Big fan. Jazzed up, man. Love okay. Maverick City Music. Love them. Um, check out their new album. Yeah. Um, we're not sponsored, by the way. We're not sponsored, <laughs> but we'll probably sound like we're sponsored about 20 times during yeah. this episode. Okay, question number two. Anna, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Okay, so I also have two for this. One of them I'm taking off of another podcast. Lauren Daigle said it on Sadie Robertson's podcast. She also said it on her own, I think, Daigle Bites. Um, but that is true freedom is giving others the permission to misunderstand you. And I just love that so much because as I am a four in the Enneagram and the four really seeks to be understood and I, my whole life have felt the need to over explain everything I do to justify why I'm doing what I'm doing so that people know my motives behind my actions. And it's really been freeing for me in the last just six months or even just the last semester of my life when I did decide to take the semester off of school just to let go of kind of what the world thinks of me um, and even having a podcast and having a blog and just letting go of any kind of worth of what the world might think about my choices and really just... Um, being obedient to God and his heart for me. Mm, yeah. Um, and being okay with being misunderstood by the world if it means being obedient to the Lord. Um, and the second one, and I mentioned this in my last episode on season one um, because it's my year verse, but it's from Psalm 92. And it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord thrive in the courts of our God. And mm. that piece of advice I just feel like is so wise and so um, needed of just like when we are planted in the Lord's house and when we are um, seeking him and being obedient to him there is so much flourishing that happens in his courts and even though it might not look like thriving according to the world it is thriving um, according to the Lord so yeah that's awesome um, and then okay for me um, this is I mean I'm sure everyone has heard this piece of advice but um, it's pretty simplistic but 
I, my mom has always told me um, to control what you can and just leave the rest to God, pretty much. Um, And as I said before, I'm a little bit of a control freak. I like um, knowing the situations I'm walking into. I like knowing that I can have some sort of grip on whatever's happening um, because it scares me if I don't. And so um, I think just one piece of advice that I would have is definitely just control the things that you can control, which um, are your perspective, your attitude, um, and your effort. Um, and just having that eternal perspective and having that perspective um, that the things that you can't control are left in God's hands and with um, just a sweet faith in God and a love for him, knowing that um, he's going to do what's best and he's going to do what's ultimately good, um, even when we can't always see it or even when we can't always um, control the situation in front of us, that um, God's intentions are pure and therefore... um, for his will ultimately. And so um, that's what I would say is just you can control what thoughts are planted in your head and you can control um, your perspective. Um, but the things that you can't are left to um, a holy God who loves you and he is not gonna, um, he's not gonna trip up. So that's awesome. Um, next question. Okay. So Ani, my next question for you is what is your favorite thing about each other? So what is your favorite thing about me? (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys, there's so many things I could hype Anna up forever. Um, But I think one thing I would say, or a few things, I guess, is she's smiling at me right now. Um, (laughs) One thing I would say is Anna is probably the best listener and the most patient person I've ever met. Um, so (laughs) don't cry. (laughs) Um, no, but seriously, you guys, if you know me, you know, I could talk probably for hours on end without stopping, which I do. I do pretty much. Um, but I talk a lot and I talk about the same things a lot and I need advice a lot. And (laughs) Anna is always, always, always just there to, um, lend her ear and her advice and just sit and listen to me. And I can always, 100% tell that she is actually like intentively listening to what I'm saying and um you know she just picks up on things and like will do things throughout the day that I know she was listening to what I said the day before or I know that she's loving me well by doing something for me because I maybe said something or because I need it don't cry Anna (laughs) Um, but no she seriously is just so patient with me and um with all of my irrational fears and (laughs) just with how much I talk and everything I do. She's so, so, so patient and will always just sit and listen and like truly and intentionally be there for what I need. And so I would say that that is probably my favorite thing about her and just the fact that she is so like emotionally in tune with who she is and like pulls those things out of me. And like, honestly, I can honestly say since I've met her, I've learned so much about myself because of how um, just personable and intentional she is with our friendship that she like points out truths in my life and points out lies in my life and like really just like I don't know we just have so many emotional conversations and I'm so appreciative of her of just like pulling those things out of me and like just being there for me when I need to hear them so she's all things amazing and I could go on forever but that's probably those are a few of my favorite things oh my gosh you are so sweet (laughs) Um, if you guys know me, I'm basically crying right now. Not really, but, um, wow. Okay. You are so sweet. Thank you, Ani. Of course. Um, Oh my gosh. I also have about a million things I could say about Ani. Um, but probably my favorite 
thing about you is that you just are who you are unapologetically and you are, you know your convictions and you stick to them, but you have such grace for other people in that of like, even if you're not going to like you because of your convictions decide not to do something you have such grace for anyone who um is still going to do those things and you have such grace for other people and you have just such a sweet authenticity about you where you seriously just walk into a room and it's just you like that is just who you are and you seriously like it's not what you do it literally has nothing to do with what you do but just who you are you just bring light to any room you walk into. You walk in and you just light up the space because you at any moment, at any time are just being yourself. And that's so rare, honestly, in our culture where we walk into a room and we can just sit down and actually be ourselves. You're not putting on a show based on what you think other people think or don't think. You're genuinely there and bringing all of yourself to the table and saying, this is me. And even though you can read a room, you don't manipulate a room. And I just think that is such a beautiful thing because um, you just have such a personality where you seriously are just like so, oh my gosh, I don't even know the word, but like, it's not because you're so bubbly, but because of that, it's seriously like you just make my day better anytime I walk in. <laughs> and I know that at any moment, um, I could call you on the phone and you would answer and you would be right there for me at any moment of the day. And I also just know that you can, you are one of the few people who sees into my life completely, honestly, probably more than anyone else in my life. You see completely into my life because we live together and you still love me fully and deeply and I can trust that anything you tell me is coming out of your best interest for me and is not coming out of selfish um like deceit or anything like I just know and I trust you so much to just call out in me where you see things to me that aren't from God and to really speak truth in my life and I so trust you with that and that's just so valuable. So. <laughs> We're like crying. In our I know. Room. This is the whole podcast. That's it. <laughs> just on you and I telling each other no, how much we love each other. Truly though, people have asked us like, oh, are you guys going to like fight once you start rooming together? Because you'll be with each other all the time. And we're like, honestly, we like can't even have a serious fight because we just giggle. Like we literally just giggle <laughs> with real. each other. And like we literally have like daily like hype sessions. We just hype each other up. And yeah. it's like, so if you ever need hyping up, come to us. I will hype Seriously, you up. Seriously, <laughs> like last night, Ani was just like telling me all these things about me. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Like I didn't even like... I don't know, and even I think it's funny because us, like, fighting is more like telling each other to stop believing lies about ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, Ani, or, stop believing that. That is not true. That's yeah. from the devil. That is from the Lord. Or when Anna sits on my bedspread. Don't sit on my bedspread. <laughs> That's all of our fights is me sitting on Ani's bedspread makes her so mad. It's my turn to ask you a question. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Um, my next question no, is... No, no, no. You asked Never mind. Question. Okay, it's my turn. Anna, um, <laughs> what are the little things in life that make you happy? This is one of my favorite questions. Yes. Especially, I think this is really good for us because we're both in the heart triad and so we're just very, like, the things that make us happy, I feel like, are just, like, feeling things. Yeah. But, like, um, okay, I love, like, the first sunlit, like, moment of the morning, like, mm. peeking through the windows. We have two windows in our room right now and it's so beautiful in the morning when the it. sun comes in um I love screaming 
worship music <laughs> at the top of my lungs in the car at night um, with all the windows down. I love coffee. I love, oh my gosh, there's so many things. Just like the quietest, like I said, the quietest parts of the morning, but like outside when it's completely still, mm. especially on the lake in Ely, yes. our cabin on the lake in the morning when like before the wind before anything it's just completely still and completely silent i love that those are some of the little things in life that make me so happy all of those things also make me so happy um i some other things let's see well anything with music whether that's an actual song or whether that's something that just sounds like music if you know me i'm like humming all the time singing i just like see music and everything and so anything like that just brings me joy and I see so much intention and like nuance in that and so I just love that um I also love uh just going for drives with the windows down whether that's during the day in the sun or at night or in the rain I love driving in the rain unless it's storming I will cry um (laughs) um so I love that I also um I also do love being on the lake I love sunrises sunsets and just the quiet stillness and just like the calming beauty of it um and then there are so many things I could say I love it when people hold the door for you and like it's a little awkward sometimes but it's so cute it's like oh my gosh thank you um I love animals um oh wait I know when that makes both of us happy what flowers yeah so that was the last thing I was gonna say flowers are probably flowers and music but flowers are probably one of my most favorite things in the world like I literally want to do a podcast on why I like flowers um but we we might do we might do it um but there are so many so many reasons why I love flowers but I just um like I don't know there are so many things I think that flowers are so intentional and they're so beautiful and there's so much detail and um just everything about flowers makes me so happy and so yeah those are a few small things but um I could go on there's so many small things in the world that I love so good okay our fifth question kind of encompasses a bunch of questions because we got a lot of questions about college which we will be doing an entire episode on faith in college, which we'll probably answer some of these questions in also. But I guess we'll just combine this and be like, what is the best piece of advice you have for college students, whether they're incoming college students or they've been here for a long Mm -hmm. time? And just like, what advice would you have for them? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, because I was going to say we, the questions we got kind of revolved around how to manage time, how to manage your faith, how to manage friendships and relationships and just the hardest part about college. And I would say my piece of advice kind of touches all of that. Um, But we kind of were just talking about just getting plugged in with community is the biggest thing. And to me, that just connects to like, your priorities. And I think that the biggest thing coming into college is knowing what your priority is because that feeds into time management, that feeds into your faith, that feeds into your relationships, and that feeds into the hardest parts about college. And I think that it is the first time that many people are on their own and don't have maybe their parents telling them where to go or what to do. Um, and you're like, everything is just more on your own and you get to decide for yourself what you want to prioritize and what you want to give time to. And it's really, really easy, um, to fall down maybe paths that, um, aren't the best for you. Um, and that could be many different things for many different people. But I do think that if you go into college with a mindset of what you want to prioritize and you actively actively prioritize that and seek those things 
um, that will change like everything about your college experience and even that comes with the first few weeks like what you decide to do with your time like whether you decide to go to something versus one other thing like that initiates a lot of um a lot of just like your relationships and all those things and so I would just say know where your priorities lie and and actively um pursue those priorities yeah for me I would definitely add on and completely agree with everything Ani said um and the other thing so I have two other things, I guess. One would be to say discerning yeses. Um, I think it is important, especially if you're an incoming freshman, um, and obviously COVID kind of changes things, but especially when you first get to college, I think it is important to say yes when people ask you to do things um, because otherwise, like, people might stop asking. Um, <laughs> but I do think, like, if people ask you to get a meal, like, say yes. Um, Sorry, I just Obviously, <laughs> at the same time, though, I think that there's certain things that you should discern, like, oh, do I want to do this? Do I not want to? Um, and ask people to do things. But my other really big piece of advice is just to be really prayerful in college because I think it can be really easy to go through the motions of like reading your bible or reading your devo but I think sometimes prayer and specifically restful prayer is really kind of taken away in college in the sense of we don't prioritize that and it kind of gets put on the back burner like we might read our bibles we might go to bible study but are we actually spending time in prayer and are we spending time resting um and I've been thinking about this a lot Ani and I are both reading through the Old Testament right now and just the fact of the Lord commands like rest he does it is a command in the Old Testament like he says you Mm -hmm. will rest on the seventh day Mm -hmm. and Ani and I just started doing Sabbaths on Saturday mornings and during that time we pray honestly that's the Mm -hmm. main thing we do we rest and we pray um because being with the Lord and having intentional time to pray and not with an agenda necessarily. Um, we do like, we write down people we want to be praying for. We write down things we want to be praying for, but just being really intentional to pray in college because it's really easy to not do it and to do all the other kind of things. Um, even Christian things, even good, faithful things, quote unquote, good. Um, (laughs) I, we, that's a whole other conversation. It's, it's easy to, or not easy, but it's much easier to get plugged into a Bible study and do all those things. But if you're not praying and you're not giving things up to the Lord, um, you're going to find yourself just overwhelmed because yeah. you need the Lord and you need rest. Yeah. And I would just add on to that quickly. Um, as an achiever and as someone who I'm always doing something, I'm always, I'm a busybody. I'm always, um, I'm usually doing like probably eight things at once, to be honest. Um, I struggle a lot Mm -hmm. with rest and I and Anna has told that to me I'm like Mm -hmm. I struggle a lot with stillness stillness. yeah and and silence (laughs) (laughs) um and so for me a lot of times and I think this is just the way in general that our culture might view rest too is that it's like counterintuitive like why would I just why would I just sit here and do nothing which you're not doing nothing you're praying or you're or you're um spending time with the Lord but like especially for me, I'm, like, if I'm not doing something with my hands or my, or, like, any of, like, if I'm not, like, um, like, doing something productive, like, homework or any of these things, then, like, I'm wasting my time. Like, I don't take naps because I think that's a waste of time. Like, that is my mindset. And so, for me, I think it's been, um, I've had to shift that perspective of, like, 
rest is productive Mm -hmm. and rest is needed and I'm not doing nothing because I am resetting my mind and my soul and my heart with the Lord and that enables everything else that I do that week, everything else that I do that day, everything else that I do in my relationships with other people to be um, productive and sweet and blessed and with the proper mindset. And so I think it's even a shift of like resting and giving yourself time alone with God and not doing like, f- like physically not doing anything is actually like one of the most productive things you could do for yourself for that week. Yeah. Um, and I think that that has just come with a change in mindset for mm-hmm. me that um, I don't need to physically be doing something or be multitasking 24-7 to feel like I'm doing something. Right. Um, because if I don't reset with the Lord, I'll be a mess. Right. And that is just like, yeah, just setting yourself up well um, to even just love others around you to the best of your ability. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that kind of veered off into other stuff, but I think another thing and we're going to probably do a whole episode on rest. But another thing is just that the Lord does bless rest and Mm -hmm. the Lord multiplies like giving the first is such a thing in the Bible, like the first fruits of your labor, the first of your money, the first, the first, the first giving it back to the Lord is so important. And I think rest is the same way of like the first part of our day is spending time in prayer is like number one, because then that's first. And then he's going to bless the rest. And we don't pray to be blessed. Right. We pray to get God. Um, and, but the thing is, and the, the blessing is the fact that we can talk. Right. With God. Exactly. <laughs> but it is the time, even just thinking of like, when we are spending that time resting, the Lord is going to bless the rest yeah. of the time. And honestly, You might find that as you start to be intentional about rest, that the times when you are productive, you're more productive Mm -hmm. because you're coming from a place of rest instead of constantly being worn out Mm -hmm. because it's just like after you run a marathon, you're not going to be as quick in the next sprint as you would be if you did not run that marathon and then you're sprinting. That really is the truth of coming from a place of rest is going to make you more productive in all things. Right. I think that's really good. Um, okay, next question is, um, do you have any advice on losing touch with past relationships? Okay, so I think this is a question that I think is really kind of goes along with the college stuff because as you go to college, you might find that you lose touch with past relationships and in college and just in life. Um, I don't know as far as advice if I have anything specifically other than that it is okay to love people from afar and it is okay if you're not always at the same level of closeness with every person all the time let yourselves grow separately if you are not able to grow together mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes we can hold on to relationships because of what they once gave us and not that friendship is all about giving and taking but a lot of friendship is about you know like a mutual level of pouring in pouring out And it's okay if you have to take a step back from a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, cancel culture and cutting people out of your lives, I would be really careful. Um, I think it's really easy. We use the word toxic very often in our culture. And I'm not saying that there is not true toxic relationships or that there's not true trauma in relationships because there are are definitely situations that I would say get out of right now. 
Um, but also I think sometimes we can use the word toxic as just like a regular word all the time of, oh, that was really toxic. And Mm -hmm. that can be really dangerous because A, then we're kind of um, minimizing true relationships that do have a level of toxicity, but also um, sometimes I think that's not a true like statement necessarily just because you're not still clicking with someone or just because you don't agree with someone um, does not make a relationship toxic. But it it's okay to take a step back. But cutting people out of your life or just being like, bye, see you later. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would um, be careful with that. And I, I don't know. Do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, well, I was just going to say the question wasn't specific based on, like, if this was just losing touch with friends or whether it's like uh, maybe like leaving relationships that weren't the best because I think those are two very different narratives Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess I don't know if I necessarily have like a specific amount of advice for each but I I would kind of I guess um, agree with Anna on some of that in the sense of like with relationships that aren't the best for you or for the other person it is okay to take a step back and I think just what Anna was trying to get across of is just be gracious and intentional in the way that you do that because I think even just again in our culture cancel culture and just like even with social media it's so easy to just ghost people or stop talking because it's easier because you don't have to actually confront things and so I would just say be gracious and humble in the way that you step in and out of relationships in general because um I think with social media and with all of those things, it's so easy to be careless with other people. And um, obviously, like if a relationship isn't good or toxic or whatever the word you might use for it, that doesn't mean you have to be all rainbows and butterflies and like, it's okay, I just don't want to be friends with you. Like You can obviously do what you need to do, but just be gracious about it yeah. and understand that we all... Um, we all carry we, a level of toxicity right. because we live in a broken world right, and we're right. simple people. And that's where it's like, just be gracious with the ways in which you go about it. Um, and then I guess I would just say um, losing touch with past relationships in the sense of just like maybe moving away or going to college or just like um, slowly maybe not being as close with people as you were before. Um, I think, yeah, like what Anna said, like that one, that's okay. And I think there is also a level of pressure to stay in touch with every single person in your life because we do have phones. And like, I even feel that with like a lot of my high school friends or people that I know from back home, like that you need to text them all the time or stay in contact with them because of the fact that we can, because we have phones and stuff. And I'm not saying don't reach out or don't stay connected to people, Um, But I think that that just adds a level of pressure that usually isn't there. Um, And I would just say, like, losing touch with past relationships can be really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, And it's hard to let go, and especially when you're transitioning into a new place, whether that's college or if you're moving or or what it might be. Um, But, like, I think I would just say one of the biggest things that has helped me is just to be where my feet are and be present where I am and with the people that I'm with. And that's not to say to completely disregard who I'm not with because I still FaceTime and contact my friends who don't go to school with me and I obviously stay in contact with, like, my parents and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing is understanding that I need to be present where I'm at out of love for the people that I'm not with and out of love for the people that I'm with. Because I think that there is so much value in 
in being where your feet are and in being present with what's in front of you um, because that if you're not that's doing a disservice to not only who you're around but also to the people that you're not with um, by you know what I mean I free those people to go out and be present also because if there's right. a pressure from the people who you're not with to constantly be contacting you then they're not going out and seeking new relationships and pouring into the relationships in front of you just as much as you're not and you have to give other people the freedom to do that Mm -hmm. just as as you need the freedom to do that also right and we're not saying that this is easy at all because again like I said in a world with social media where you know what people are doing when you're not with them and where you can text and facetime people at all moments of the day it is a lot easier said than done Mm -hmm. but I just do think that there's value and importance in recognizing I'm where I'm at for a reason and I'm here standing here for a reason and the same goes for um, those those relationships you might be losing touch with and again not to say that you shouldn't stay connected with people who you're not with or keep up with relationships but I think that it can be discouraging when you feel like you're losing touch with past relationships but um, I think that's also maybe prompting to know that you're where you're at for a reason to be in new relationships or to foster new things where you're at. And so really difficult situation to navigate. And um, maybe we'll talk about it more um, in a different episode. But um, I guess that's kind of our advice there, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So this is our last question. And then we'll talk a little more about this season. Um, But our last question, actually, haha, season, um, is, and we're going to expand on this more in a whole episode also. Yes. But how do you get past dark seasons or get through dark seasons when you feel like God is not there with you? Yeah. So like Anna said, I think we're going to do a whole episode on just seasons and the joy that we can receive, um, from the Lord in any season. Um, but yeah, this one is hard. Um, because, and, and I have so much to say, and I don't want to say it all now because we'll talk about it later, but dark seasons are really hard. Um, not going to lie, not going to sugarcoat it. Um, and sometimes it does feel so lonely. Um, and maybe a lot of you have heard this and maybe a lot of you haven't, but, um, loneliness is a feeling, but you're never actually alone. And I know it's, again, that's so easy to say, but God (laughs) is always, always with you. And I think, um, again, that is, many of you have probably heard that and it's like, yeah, I know God is with me. Yeah, I know God loves me. But like truly, like loneliness is a feeling, but you are never, ever, ever alone. And I think that walking through dark seasons um, can be so hard for so many reasons. But I think just reminding yourself every day when you wake up that God is with you in whatever you're walking in. And I think that this is where it's just like, faith um and the decision to be faithful is something is a decision you have to make every single morning and some days it's so easy to make that decision and other days it is the last thing you want to do and in dark seasons oftentimes it might be the last thing you want to do um but that is where i i would just say in dark seasons understanding that there is so much purpose in that season and to continue to get in the word and conti- to continue to pray um, and do all the things that you would so easily want to do when you're not in a dark season because God is showing up for you 
has shown up for you and will show up for you um, in dark seasons, in mundane seasons, and in seasons of abundant life. And that is where Jesus died for you in every single one of those seasons. And um, like his salvation is always there for you and no more sweet or less sweet in certain situations than others. And that is just the constant joy that we can receive from God. And I understand that feelings and emotions and circumstances don't always make it seem like that. And it can be so hard, but I think um, I've just clung to the fact that um, I think one big, big, big thing for me at least is looking at God's past faithfulness in my life and looking at times where I felt exactly the way that I feel now in this dark season and seeing where I've been and where God's pulled me and where God's taken me and what God was doing in those dark seasons, where he was planting seeds, where he was... um, pruning things and where he was um really just again being the faithful god that he is and i think that that always gives me so much perspective is pulling myself out of the single season i might be in or the single day or hour or minute of emotion that i'm feeling pulling myself out of that and pointing my chin and my eyes straight up to god and understanding that there is so much more than what i'm feeling and there is so much um more to it and that god is not here for the one season he's not here for the one day for the one hour for the one month for the year for the 10 years he's here for the whole process he's here for your life he's here for your eternity and I think that that is in dark seasons that is the last thing you're probably thinking about and that is where God will continue to place things in your life that tug up on your head and say look up at me because the things around you might look really dark and the circumstances might look so bad um, but look up at me and walk with me and, and, um, continue to come back into my safe place, into the word, and I will guide your next step. And it might just be one step Mm -hmm. at a time. And it always is one step at a time. But the broader picture is that I sent my son Jesus to die for you and you can take heart in that. And so dark seasons, we will talk so much more about this, but it can be so hard and it can be so hard when you feel like all your options are exhausted and there's no way out of whatever. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I feel that. Um, Anna can testify to that. I, the fact that I'm such a planner and when certain things happen, I'm like, so I've gone through the 8,000 ways that this could go and none of them are good. Um, so I'm screwed. (laughs) And that's where it's like, we can't see so much and Mm -hmm. especially in dark seasons I think we get that tunnel vision of like all I see is darkness where where do I go from here and that's where it's like just look at God's past faithfulness and look in the word and pray and be patient with it and it can be so hard it can really be so hard um and that was really long but I hope that that gives a little bit of perspective and we will definitely talk a lot more about um about this so Yeah. yeah Um, just a verse to go with that. This is Psalm 1950 and it says, this is my comfort in my affliction. Your promise has given me life. Um, and the Psalms talk all about when, when, um, I can't see anything. I remember days of old Lord in your faithfulness. And if you cannot see where the Lord has been faithful in your life, I would point you honestly towards scripture where the Lord has been faithful, um, collectively to humanity throughout all time to Israel, um, and to his sons and daughters, um, because of Christ Jesus. And, um, I would also just say, we talked about this the other night in our Bible study, but, in our darkness, sometimes 
that is where the Lord most wants to reveal himself to you because sometimes light is so much more evident in darkness than it is in an already glowing room. And John 1, 4 says, in him, meaning Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. And I would just encourage you with that, of Jesus is the light, the life of men, um, and like his promise is steadfast, and he truly is a lamb to our feet and a light to our path, um, but you, you can't always see all the way down, um, mm. but just keep walking forward, and like Ani said, and I told Ani last night, like, the Lord doesn't just walk in front of us and prepare a way for us, but he also walks beside us. He does both. He walks mm-hmm. in front of us, but he also walks beside us and through it with us, and so um, amen to everything Ani said. Those are all of the questions for today. Um, We will continue to post every Monday um, for the Handprints podcast for season two. Um, And we also decided for our theme for season two, it's actually going to be seasons. And so we both are in a new season of life. We're both back for second semester at school, sharing a room. And just a lot is changing for us. So much. Um, but at the same time, so much changes all the time. And in seasons are, we use the term season so much in like Christian culture and Christian community, yeah. um, which I think is funny because the other day I said it and one of my friends was like, seasons? And I was like, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> like we just use that as a word um, quite a bit, but we are going to just be talking about seasons of life and in seasons that the Lord has us in um, for this season of the Handprints podcast. So <laughs> make sure to stay tuned every Monday. Yeah. Um, we're so glad to be back. We're so glad to be yeah. on campus together. Um and we're praying for all of our listeners. We're just so grateful for you guys, and we're so grateful um, to be able to have this podcast. Yeah, and I'm so excited to be joining you guys. Yes. I'm seriously, like, so jazzed up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're so excited to s- just to talk with you guys um, every week, and we hope that, um, that we can just bless you, and, um, yeah, we love all of you guys. Yes. So. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week on The Handprint Podcast.